0: Welcome to the Scuffed Podcast. I'm Adam Bells in Georgia. With me is Greg Velasquez in Iowa. We talk about U.S. men's soccer. The U.S. got an early goal and then white-knuckled their way to a 1-0 win over Canada to win the group and avoid Mexico in the semifinals of the Gold Cup. So, mission accomplished. We play either Jamaica or Costa Rica on Sunday in the quarters, and yet... Hmm. Greg, how you doing?
1: I'm doing all right. I feel like we should hold off on the mission accomplished banner until we actually reach the semifinals. Yeah. <laughs> the the win to avoid Mexico in the semifinals doesn't look as good if we don't if we don't make it to the semifinal.
0: That's true. It was a it was a rough game. Uh it was rough actually rougher on rewatch for me than it was initially. And that's usually not the case. Usually you get caught up in the in the the swirl of online negativity about a game and then you watch it and you're like, wait a second. It wasn't that bad. Had the exact opposite experience with this one.
1: <laughs> well, uh, how did you go into it? As soon as you saw the lineup, how did you go into it?
0: Uh, I I felt okay. You know, I mean, I, 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 I received your point about this being the first time we're going to do a two striker formation and it not looking good, you know, or maybe presumably wouldn't look good. And I, you know, I acknowledge that, but I still thought, you know, I liked, I liked most of the choices, but
1: any, and and, and, you know, my, my reservations like, okay, well, we haven't trained this before. It's going to be a lot of different rotations for central midfield that, you know, none of them are drilled on, but I mean, also they're professional soccer players. It's not a, we didn't, Berhalter didn't invent a formation out of whole cloth. Uh, so it's not, you know, a, a, inhuman asks should we should we talk about what the lineup was just yeah. in case anyone who listens to us somehow isn't aware of what the U.S. lined
0: up with <laughs> right so we did we had Matt Turner in goal and then a three-man back line of Zimmerman Sands and Miles just like against Martinique uh, Shaq Moore got the nod again at right wing back Sam Vines at left wing back the midfield was Gianluca Busio uh, Sebastian Leggett and Kellen Acosta I I'd like to hear how you think that midfield was set up because I'm not sure I have a, a clear grasp on it. And then we had essentially, especially in out of possession, we had a two-striker formation of Zardes and DK uh, pressing up front together, with not to great effect, I would say. Uh, yeah,
1: not not at least not throughout the match. Uh, there was there was some effect early on, but but the effect waned. I yeah. think it's fair to say.
0: I mean Vines Vines over George Bello in this game was a a choice that I I, I agreed with. I thought Vines and I thought Vines had a decent game especially defensively. Um, I would I was happy to see Busio over Yule again in the midfield just to get more information and more information we did in fact get.
1: This is, so this is where I'm going to like veer off totally and in my biggest frustration with all of this uh, this whole match in the 3-5-2 especially uh was the quality of the information we're taking in, and and the uh, and the, uh, uh, apples to applesness of it, and that's it was. This is a huge frustration for me, um, and and probably it traces a little bit all the way back to roster construction and how we found ourselves at this point. Uh, but even with some of the players we had, we did. I don't think we were forced into this lineup, into this shape, uh, and I was really uh, not excited to see it. As I said, like new formation, new uh, midfield rotations, two strikers, which we've never done before. You know, I was still open to it possibly looking good because these are, again, decent players uh, who play soccer for a living. Um, But then when it did just look like a slog, that was my big frustration. Yeah. And and I'll say now, I don't know that like a couple of changes here and there to the shape would have made it better, would have like made us cruise to victory. But if it had been a slog with those changes made, we at least would have been able to glean some useful information from it about our about some of these players that because of these changes, I just don't think we can really draw any conclusions from or it's very it, for me it's much more difficult
0: yeah I mean I, I get that so the, the argument would be it was so things were so disjointed people were thinking through their their rotations and their movements and their next moves so much that they were kind of neutralized as players on the field like the tactics hamstrung everybody
1: yeah there, there was very little coordination there were a few sequences that really stood out because they were coordinated but everything else looked like one person sort of playing on an island or maybe a two-man game somewhere playing, uh, playing as a group. But no, no coherent, like, uh, you know, shifting and interchange. And, and that was devastating. Uh, and it was devastating to our ability to hold the ball. Burhalter said himself, like, the midfield just couldn't hold the ball. Uh, and it's like, well, of course not. Like, uh, you know, one of the huge changes to playing two guys up top and is from what we've done for the entire Burhalter era is we've just removed a player from midfield. So, of course, we're going to have a little harder time controlling that space. Um, all through this time, though, since 2019 on, since Burhalter took over, we've been operating at a, almost like a three-two-five or a two-three-five, one one of those uh, sort of formations. Uh, and even in those roles, it was it's always been with like a dual 10, right? Mm-hmm. And usually it's with a dual ten and a striker who will come back into midfield and try to join up play. Zardes does that; had been doing that uh, for the last two years with uh, not great effect, but he was still coming into play that way. And then in this game, not only do we not have any kind of like a false nine type striker, we have two very much non false nine strikers, but we only have one ten. We when we possessed, it was Buzio stepping up into that ten role, Acosta and Leggett as the as like dual eights. And James Sand stepping up from that back line into like the six quarterback distributor role. So we lose a ten, and neither of the forwards who are up there are interested or able to come back and like connect in midfield and help us control that space. So we completely abandoned anything that had been working for us in the past as far as holding midfield. and unsurprisingly, we had no foothold in midfield,
0: yeah yeah and and then we also we also. Were played through with just incredible ease, and that's 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 something that became more true as the game went on. Uh, Canada was just breaking our breaking down our our block, our, what do you call it, a mid block, with easily no problem at all. You know, just a pass to the to the middle of the field, somebody turns and they're you know they're basically tapping the ball around our box like they're Manchester City for the next five <laughs> minutes, and we're holding on for dear life. It's very it was very discouraging.
1: And you say as the game went on, but it was it was almost like a light switch, like it was almost like a, a a hard stop where we we were actually possessing pretty well. And and I do want to give some credit to, I guess, what I'm calling James Sands wrinkle, uh, which is, you know, if, if you're the opposing team looking at this, you're like, oh, they're playing a, a back three. So you might set up your press like teams at this point are, you know, OK, back three. Here's how we're going to set up defensively. And then he would kind of set up like that. But then suddenly he would move into that six role for the diamond we would play out of that. So that might have caught him by surprise a little bit. We had a couple openings where we could pass the ball, possess through uh, through that midfield a little bit. But then after the water break where, you know, you don't usually get timeouts in soccer, but this is like a timeout where the team can huddle around the coach. I don't know exactly if, if Herdman just made changes. They also made a sub when Akinola got hurt yeah. and added a Soria. More sorio. midfield
0: type, yeah.
1: Yeah, but after that, then it was just like, our team and our ability to possess hit a wall and they completely controlled it for, for the rest of the match.
0: Yeah. There's probably a couple of factors there. I mean, I think Pines is a little less comfortable in possession than Zimmerman. So that has, that's a, that had an impact, but yeah, they they changed from a, essentially a two striker formation to like a one striker formation when Osorio came on. And I, I guess I, I'm not a, a tactical genius enough to know how exactly how that played out, but it surely did make a difference. Well, they kind of sat in like a they almost played in like a four four two uh
1: and and so they just uh matched up uh like in midfield because again we just had the two eights uh and they wouldn't let us get out like we never a- were able to play through their almost never played through there was a really nice moment in, at the 30 second minute uh where I it just looked so great where it was sand sitting in that back three mm-hmm. Canada settles into their 4 and we made like four or five passes around our center backs um to allow them to like okay i'm identifying sort of where my man is in this you saw guys kind of like link up with a cost and Leggette. canadian guys sort of found their counterpart uh and then as we were passing suddenly sands just stepped into the giant hole in their 442 and we found him and then he hit buzio as like our 10 and buzio lays it off to lejet, and we were just like on top of their box and i was like oh that was really slick uh it was just, the, just...
0: that was the one where Legette clipped it down the wing, down the channel for Zardes. Zardes tracks it down and then passes it back to the top of the box. What happened after that?
1: No, Zardes. Well, Zardas tracked it down in the box and then just kind of like stood, faced his man up, pretended like he was going to try to dribble him, which Zardes isn't really going to do. And then Zardes tried to hit like an outside of the foot ball to an overlapper,
0: and I think it turned oh, into that's a goal right. kick. It was for Legette, yeah, and it wasn't. It didn't connect. Well, let's do the Canada. Let's do the Canada lineup and then and then move into the timeline. Unless you, you got something else to say about it before we move on?
1: No, we can talk about Canada.
0: Okay. Uh Canada's goalkeeper was Maxime Crepeau. Their three three-man back line was Alistair Johnston, Stephen Vittoria, and Kamal Miller, and then uh the wingbacks were Richie Larea, started on the right but ended up switching sides a lot with Tejon Buchanan who was on started on the left wing and link, left wing back. And Buchanan was a, was dangerous pretty much the whole game. Very bright player um the battles between he and sam vines were fun to watch and then liam fraser and samuel piet in the middle with junior huallette i guess at the 10 more or less he was wearing number 10 he was more of an attacking midfielder than the other two and then kyle aaron and Io akinola akinola who came off with a, a knee injury uh after a pretty crunching sands tackle uh midway through the first half i hope he's okay uh wish him the best so the timeline, let's do it. Let's start with the good stuff.
1: All right, yeah, we get the good stuff out of the way early, and then, uh, and then we'll, we'll see if there's anything else up until that 30-second minute sequence.
0: <laughs> the right, right off of kickoff, it goes back to James Sands, and he floats a ball down the left channel, and Sam Vines wins it and knocks it forward, and DK battles for it, Zardis battles for it. It, it ultimately falls to DK's head, and he hits a firm header right at Gianluca Busio, who then shuttles it across uh, the middle of the field to Acosta. I mean, we're 20 seconds in at this point, something like that. And Acosta cuts a guy, he gets tackled, the ball gets tackled off of him, but it bounces favorably for him, falls for him, and then he clips a left-footed ball to the left wing to Sebastian Leggett, and Leggett crosses it first time for an on onrushing uh, Shaq Moore, and Shaq Moore thumps at home it's a it's a i'll I'll mention two things it's a beautiful ball from legit and because i didn't think he had a good game at all i'm gonna criticize him quite a bit probably but um but it's that's a that's a trickier ball than it looked like to me on first watch it's he hits it on the bounce first time with his weak foot and it's an absolutely perfect uh cross i mean i know you know professional soccer players should be able to do that i still like it when i see it and (laughs) And uh, and we're up one zero, and it, and things things are feeling good. I was in the I was in Blackheart St. Paul, uh, the bar across from Allianz Field in in St. Paul, last night, and there were the, the the bar was full of Loons fans because Minnesota United had just beaten Seattle a few a few minutes earlier, and the the bar went wild. It felt like a You know, it felt like a real tournament, not just a gold cup, (laughs) (laughs) not just
1: a gold cup. And I was calling it like a dead rubber ish, because, again, the only thing at stake was the other side of the bracket from Mexico, which we didn't even know for sure would happen at the time. Mexico still had to win their match, which they did one zero against El Salvador. Uh, But again, even even sort of uh, assuming you're going to make it to that game or that Mexico will make it to the semifinal at this point uh, is a lot of assumptions.
0: Yeah. By the way, shout out to the guy. I asked him to listen to the podcast. The guy I was sitting next to at the bar. Who, who, when I asked if he was interested in the game, he was. He said he said yes, and they're not going to change the channel, as if I was like, as if as if I was in there to watch Formula One or something. And I was like, I'm here to watch the game, bro. That's what I'm here for. He,
1: he well, maybe he thought you really wanted to see Trinidad versus Haiti. Not Haiti. Not Trinidad. Haiti versus Martinique.
0: I don't know exactly what he thought. He didn't think I wanted to watch the game. But then I handed him a business card, and he was like, okay, I'll, ch- I'll check it out. So um, that's it, 1-0. And probably the easily the most interesting part of the game from the U.S., the most, uh, the most exciting, the one that mattered. Uh, my next moment on the timeline is in the sixth minute, James Sands' a uh, great backward turn with Akinola on his back. And you can, you can see that there's, it's slim Pickens out there because, but I did, but I did appreciate with, uh, you know, with a very strong center forward on his back, Santa's able to turn and receive the ball in a, in a bit of a messy situation and bring order to chaos, bring order to chaos. <laughs> if you have anything you want to throw in here, please just interrupt me.
1: No, this, this timeline is going to, we should, we're going to zip through this.
0: Okay. Eighth minute, a good pressing sequence recovered by Busio in the final third after an errant Canada pass, and he drives toward the box, and it's just a mess from there on. You know, his pass to DK is, uh, I guess, okay, and then DK can't get it from out from under his feet. Uh gets the the ball, falls to Acosta after some more pressing, and he just hits a wild pass out of bounds. Ninth minute, Messi from. Well, Z-
1: I'm sorry, I know I just said I wouldn't interject, but this eighth minute one. Uh, because it, it came up again later on in the game uh, in, in less of an advanced position. But that ball going into DK, uh, I think DK still just doesn't have a good sense of of where his teammates are around him, because uh, that ball goes into DK from Buzio, and, and Acosta's running around. It's Acosta, right, that makes the sort of underlap. It might have uh, been legit, but yeah. Okay. But in any event, our actual numbers, we had like four guys to DK's left, our right side of the channel, uh, in that transition moment. That's where our players were, and instead he went to this, to like the uh short side of the field with n- numbers wise. So he tries to force it to a space that he shouldn't. Um, again, it's a little thing, but those are, those are little things that uh, the higher level, a higher level player sort of just has that awareness of where our numbers are and plays us in towards those spaces.
0: Yeah. It just didn't seem like that was a situation that DK is going to thrive in unless he, you know, with his, his back to goal, receiving the ball at, at the edge of the box. I mean, I, unfortunately, it just didn't look it didn't look promising for me from the get-go. Uh, no, can I touch on that, too? This
1: isn't yeah. a timeline thing. This is just a general observation. The other the other bit about trying to control possession when you're running like DK and Zarda's up there, but you're not just hoofing balls up to him, uh, is that both of those guys need a lot of help around them when the ball comes into their feet. Yeah. And by putting them next to each other, that's also one less like tidy technical center midfielder or winger that they can play to. So when the ball's going into DK, instead of having an extra, uh, you know, close combination player around him to play with, he now has that, that player removed and it's Zardes around him. Who's not really, that's not his game. And it's the same, the other way around when zardas gets the ball, instead of having uh, a tidy player around him, um, he's got one of the, one of the guys closest to him is DK. Who's not going to come in and combine in these really clever, tight spaces. Uh, so it's just another way that, you know, it's it's this sort of hybrid. Are we trying to play that possession game, link up play, or are we trying to just go over uh, to these two guys and let them just battle people, Barnsley style? And we didn't really do either. And of course, uh, our our attack sort of reflected that.
0: Yeah, we didn't. It's it's just a giant L for Burhhalter. And I I don't I don't think you know people will be some people will be frustrated with us for being too negative or maybe just frustrated with me for being too negative but like the the problem is we didn't we don't have any we don't have any wingers on the on the gosh dang roster you know like ariel is hurt probably lewis played himself out of the national team and against haiti it appears to me i mean uh and then we have more jo- strikers <laughs> yeah joe joe Acchini and hoppy are i mean I mean, Hoppy probably should have started. I guess in retrospect, he's just a little brighter and more has a little bit more of a spark than than Zardis. But
1: well, and it, and it goes it goes back to what do we want to learn? So if we had started Hoppy in that half space merchant role again, and put DK up top, and we and he DK had still been really ineffective, then we could say like, okay, well, DK might struggle in our in our sort of three two five or whatever that odd man front is that we tend to run, uh, and we've got to. Find ways to either uh, adapt it to him, or we—he uh, might not be the guy. Right. we can't say that because we didn't—we didn't get any anything close to that look. So this was our first opportunity to evaluate Daryl DK in like a competitive match against a decent side, um, and we did. And we, we, just, we
0: threw it all out the window. We did something brand new. Right.
1: And we just elected not to use the game to do that. <laughs> come on, Greg <laughs> Uh And you're right. But you're right about the roster too. Like Lewis isn't a. I mean, it's funny because. Lewis has been so ineffective that we have to switch to three center backs which we didn't bring numbers for and now and now we're at a point where we might not be able to play three center backs or we're going to have you know pines on the field who wasn't fantastic uh, to make up for Lewis's shortcomings in the wings and and it is just a mess or at least we thought that might happen but there might be like a conca to the rescue situation that we'll get into later
0: yeah. Yeah, it's just it's a bunch of unforced errors that like weren't that difficult to predict. Um, not to mention the talent evaluation problem that Greg Ber- Berhalter seems to have. So, all right, ninth minute. This is that <laughs> penalty shout for when Zimmerman um kind of falls down and takes Larea out in the box. But it's Larea, a chop block, right? It's a he chop yeah, blocked him. Yeah, it's a chop block. Fifteen yard penalty. Larea, Larea tugged on him to make him lose his balance in the first place. So I think it's fine that there, there was no penalty given worth noting that Vines got one, two to round earlier in the play. And that's what created this, um, situation. But yeah, Look, a little we, bit. We can, we can do that. Larea tugged on him a little bit, but if
1: that had been, if we were Canada and that, and we were playing, uh, Panama and that, that was a no call. The screams of conca caffing would be deafening.
0: Yeah. Not for me, but yeah, I, probably <laughs> from some people, I, 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 I i'm not like a big penalty shout guy you know that uh but if it had been called a penalty i don't think i don't think anybody would have been like you know taking it to the high court for an appeal it's it looks pretty uh pretty callable 13th minute uh i just noticed that to buchanan a player i was impressed with in this game worked back to stop Shaq Moore on an, on a counter attack if anybody from canada is listening to this there you go congratulations uh, 14th minute Buchanan is just cooking on the left wing and he finds Laren's feet in the box and Laren pops it up to try to go around James Sands. And again, I think there's a decent penalty shot. This one probably <laughs> even more so than the other Sands has his hands all over Laren. Laren goes down easily, but he was pulled, um, more, you, conca, more conca
1: yeah. you know, like again, just, just if, if the jerseys were a little bit different and we were, we were the ones going down in the box.
0: Yeah. So it could be 2-1 here pretty easy, pretty easily with a different ref. Uh 15th minute Pines comes on for Zimmerman who was hurt somehow on that encounter with Larea. Was he have we heard anything on that? No, we haven't, but is this where we just uh let everyone know
1: again who hasn't found out somehow that CONCACAF is allowing medical replacements now, middle of the tournament rule change.
0: Yeah, mostly mostly related to COVID, right? That's what the press release says.
1: But it is. But then they very easily could have just limited it to COVID exposure.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But really, hey, I'm happy. the Walker Zimmerman rule. I'm happy about it. I'm happy about it. Yeah, Walker Zimmerman. We'll we'll get into who we would like to who what changes we would like to see made as a result of this. uh yeah, Totally on the up and up rule tuned. change. If
1: you think this if you think this chronology is just going to be overly tedious based on what you saw happen on the field, uh, we are going to do a full mulligan roster, <laughs> a lie, a real time mulligan roster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> later on.
0: So I'll try to, I'll try to pick up the pace. Um, so Pines on for Zimmerman messy in the back again, in the 16th minute, Busio plays a pass between Sands and Pines right after Pines comes on. Sands expects Pines to come for it. Pines does not. So Sands ends up having to make a desperate tackle on Akinola and he crunches him, uh, as Akinola is pouncing on the mistake, looked like a pretty good tackle, but a lot of leg. Um, and Akinola comes off injured a few minutes later too, which is too bad. But I mean, it's a it's an example of Sands being just alert to danger. I think. Nineteenth minute, Morin Acosta slickly release Busio in behind, and he crosses from the right harmlessly uh, behind DK. I mean, there's just too many Canada shirts in the box. Good Vines ball in the 19th minute after a little combo with Leggett on the left. Uh, Zardes flicks it with his head at the back post. There's nobody at the back post. 22nd minute, Akinola does in fact come off. 23rd minute, very good sweet sequence. Bucio cross deflected. You know, it's kind of us working the ball up the right side. And then Bucio's cross is deflected and Zardes flicks it from the near post to the back post for Vines who can't get, quite get his head around it. 24th minute so the u.s is still creating some chances here in the first half hour another decent cross from Shaq claimed by crapo between zardas and, and dk
1: <laughs> that was a perfect goalkeeper drill right there we do that we do that. every every goalkeeper is familiar with that drill where two attackers just run either side of you they're not ne- they're not going to con- make contact with you but they just want you to know they're there so yeah. as you go up and collect a ball
0: yeah it was uh you know a couple feet further out and maybe we get a decent chance on that um a more ball in the 25th minute on the ground for DK after recovery and some quick shuttling from Busio who I Bucio is going to be criticized a lot on this podcast, but I did think he was quite tidy in possession and, and rhythmic when he needed to be. Um, this is an example of DK's shot kind of awkwardly struck with his right foot uh, flashes wide.
1: Yeah. DK in that situation was like running back away from the goal towards the top of the 18 and just had to do like that pivot hit, which he you know
0: he made pretty nearly good put on frame. Yeah. yeah. And um some more good stuff from Sands as he steps past Laren with the ball. Thought Pines was pretty solid defensively when he came on. He he did okay in the first half. Uh DK loses the ball in the box from Zardis in the twenty eighth minute. Uh tentative from Legette repeatedly and DK just not clean enough when the ball gets to his feet were my thoughts at this point in the game.
1: So on my legit rewatch, it was just there is there is a little bit of being tentative, but I honestly didn't think it was that bad. It's still just a matter of like both those forwards want to run away from you. They want to run off the back shoulder of the defender. Uh, so, again, you have one less guy to to combine with to play a progressive pass on the floor and make tidy triangles. If you if the plan is just to put that ball behind and let those two run after it, then that's you know fine. Then there, you can do that. But obviously, we weren't we weren't just doing that. We did a lot more against Martinique than we did in this game. So that wasn't the plan. The plan was still to do the, the tidy passing possession game. Uh, but you had two forwards who just sort of kept running away from you. And you're going to look up. You're going to see them running away. And there's nothing on. You could force it. Or you can recirculate. And we just did a ton of sort of boring recirculating. Recirculate. Recirculate. <laughs> okay. That's my, that's my a, a very, very light-throated defense of Sebastian
0: Legit. <sighs> Small throated, a small throated <laughs> defense, uh, and it's going
1: to apply to in our entire midfield.
0: Acosta too, I assume.
1: Yeah, there's a reason they, that every when when they all look really ineffective, it's probably more the scheme uh, than just uh, you know three coincidentally poor performances. They just
0: they also just look tired and hot and bothered.
1: And <laughs> Unbothered. <laughs> uh, that that was my other note. Legit did not look like, like a guy who got rested last game. Uh, and Acosta did not either they both were uh, they looked uninterested at times
0: yeah maybe they were just so mad about the scheme could that be (laughs) because if it's not that if they're not just totally bereft as a result of the scheme like then they still deserve some blame for not being up for it I did I I was mad at at halftime I was like take legit off the field he's not up for this game you know
1: well yeah And, and so then it's like okay well is it the humidity it's it's the midwest in the summer so it's these are, these are absolutely excuses. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not trying to be like, they are good excuses. This is definitely rationalizing, uh, but heat, humidity, humidity, and advancement already secure kind of, kind of, kind of, uh, 90 minutes.
0: Are we about to get into how the cornfields perspire in the summer?
1: <laughs> Kansas City's a heat sink. It's so it's all that sprawl,
0: all that asphalt. Yeah. T- unlike any other city in America. <laughs> um, yeah. 30 okay 30th minute that's that's the cinematic run and backwards summer salt exhibition from dk i mean his touch was just atrocious in this play he loses he loses he's running after it i don't know i mean this comes up later because he does kind of maybe end up getting hurt doing one of these like super exciting falls to the ground but like dude has to chill a little bit because he's he's gonna get hurt um by himself
1: <laughs> uh, I noticed in that one when, when when he it was a Canada back pass. Eventually, right, like his big touch led to a Canada back pass, and yeah. then he was like, "Oh, I could run onto that back pass." Uh, when the Canada guy realized that, he did stick a little bit of a shoulder out, so DK could and it caused DK to run off of his line. If he if DK had just run plowed through the guy and then tumbled, uh, could have could have gotten the foul on the yellow card. Yeah. Got gotta play for those cautions in tournament play.
0: Yeah, nice. Uh, I think the thirty third minute is the one that you brought up right the nice that exactly, nice yep. one to play from Sands and busio go ahead
1: so yeah so it was just us knocking the ball around i've got kind of already explained it uh Sands in the middle of the back three canada sags into their 442 kind of picks up their counterparts their mirrors um and Sands moves it to the left side of the field over to uh robinson and then notices that uh canada's weak side forward is fallen asleep yep. and so he just very casually drifts up behind those two but well, uh, behind, uh, Canada's midfield too. And we just find him. He has plenty of time to take a touch, slips a easy ball to Buzio in a bunch of space between the Canada's back line and midfield line. Uh, and it's like textbook six to 10 layoff to a, to your eight looking upfield
0: uh, movement. And if we have somebody on the wing who can, you know, take a guy on, then he's isolated one-on-one just inside the box. Uh, and we maybe have a chance, but Zardes doesn't, doesn't really. That's not his game. Um, the next few things I have are just vines. Vines doing some very good defending. In the thirty fourth minute, Buchanan tries to take him on on the right wing. Vines Vines steps in decisively, takes the ball away, taps it back to Turner. Uh, a moment later, a minute later, he gets between Kyle Laren and a cross. Um, at this point, I'm I'm just thinking DK needs to be better. He's getting he's getting bodied by Stephen Vittoria. And like go going sprawling, I wish he'd play like in this game. I found myself wishing he would play like a big man uh, instead of like a small man. It's like a like a center who's afraid to. I don't know. So part for for me, part of that at least still goes back to that uh, the players he
1: has around him to connect with, because the calculation the forward's going to make there is as the ball's coming up to him. You're talking about like a guy he's posting up, ball coming up to him from our back, and there's a guy on his back, right?
0: Well, yeah. And and then he gets, he feels the contact and then he, I don't know, he's like trying to make it, trying to get a foul call or something, but.
1: Right. And so the calculation there is if you have a bunch of guys around you that the connection is on as the ball's coming to you and you're like, oh, I can connect. I'm facing my 10 or I'm facing an eight who's, who has the space or there's a window. Then you're not going to try to draw the foul because in your in your head the math says oh we should just play through this. When there's no one around you, it's like that old 2007 mid 2000s 4-4-2 soccer where everyone's deep, but then the ball comes gets lumped up to your forward and his job is just to like win a foul or hold it for like 10 seconds uh, so you can get your shape again. Um, so that's what in my mind that's what he's doing there. He's trying to draw the foul because there is no ad- advantage in our shape in our organization. So let's just get a foul and buy ourselves that calm to compose ourselves and play out of it from there
0: yeah that makes sense he sees that he has nothing and so he goes for the hoping for a
1: foul yeah I, he, you could still say just hold your ground and hold the ball up and then and, and do it the other way
0: like like guys would do in 2007 but uh you know he did a little bit of it he did a little bit of that but not enough to my eyes i, I guess it all comes back to tact tactics it's very frustrating for me to have to have this conversation and everything i can't Blame individuals. We have to. It's all Berhalter's <laughs> fault. It's, it's all Berhalter's fault. Uh, so the 37th minute, a uh, chance for Canada that's wasted by Jonathan Osorio. It's uh, Vines intercepts a pass. It pops up on him, and then he gives it away. He's just too casual. Doesn't um doesn't recognize that Buchanan is behind him. And when he takes a touch, Buchanan comes in and just wrecks him. And then uh, and Buchanan nicely work a chance for Osorio inside the box. He hesitates. I don't think he wanted to have one with his right foot, and he tries to put it on his left foot and can't get the shot on goal. It gets blocked. Kind of inept from Osorio, honestly. Yeah, um, Canada not great in the attacking
1: third. Part of that because of some good – Miles. that was a Miles Robinson block, I'm pretty sure, okay. and he had a couple of those where it's just very good uh, closing down because you never know. like that. If, if we aren't blocking that shot as we saw against Linus when – Ah, uh, we had guys in the picture to block a shot, but but didn't get the block right. Uh, bad things can happen.
0: If you're noticing a th- a trend at this point in the game, and Canada is in our half most of the last portion of the sec of the first half, and the final two items are just all caps danger, forty fifth <laughs> minute, all caps danger, forty sixth minute, and Vines clearance at the back post. The ball s- slip you know sneaks through, and Vines just gets to it before Alistair Johnston, and. Uh, and knocks it out for a goal kick I think so Canada's just knocking on the door uh, like a top four Premier League side bullying Brighton and Hove Albion <laughs> we can't get out of our half because our front four can't connect passes which Greg has explained in some detail I think front six really um, so hey, once, the, once the ball went past James Sands' feet
1: uh, our connections deterioro- deteriorated quickly yes and I'm not saying it's because the midfielders were all bad or can't connect passes. Uh, Is for me, it's just a big part of us not being in an optimal shape.
0: And we made no changes at the half. We came out exactly the same way. Uh, 46 minute, Pines, Pines starts to have a little bit of a mare, a horrible giveaway. Uh, you know, plays like a floated ball to to nobody. And Kyle, I think Kyle Laren gets to it first and forces a decent save from Matt Turner. Uh there's more there's just danger 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 47th minute more intervenes uh on the back post to prevent something. Laren turns Sands in the 48th minute and he just kind of he just kind of waltzes into the into the box has a shot blocked by Robinson. I think you mentioned that earlier. Um
1: that was that was Sands's probably worst moment, right?
0: Yeah. And it wasn't so terrible either. I mean, he—it's not like he got. Well, he did get beaten pretty
1: thoroughly, but he, he did. And and I want to just kind of point out here that, that again, because of our weird midfield, midfield shape, this is Sands more as a six as, than a center back. Um, it, it's still not good that he gets beat here, of course, but uh, it's not as bad as a center back getting beat and having no one. You know what I mean? When when Sands gets beat a little bit, he's still pursuing from that side and he's got his center backs to help. And this also will apply a little bit. This is going to be more, more very mild defenses of Buzio and LeJette and Acosta because as we get into that 5 3 2 defensive shape, Sands is still like the hybrid six center back. So those other guys are like these eights. And so. They're expecting to have some help from the six behind them as they close people down. Even as they tackle, you're you're usually tackling towards another player. You're not always tackling on your own on an island. You're usually like moving in concert, and there just wasn't very good concerting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you notice that when you know Bucio. That clip, I think Matt Doyle put the clip on Twitter of Bucio getting worked by Piet, and you can see Bucio lifting his hands as he's running behind Piet, like "Where's my help?" Right. Sands is super far back from him, and LeJet
1: is—there's a huge gap where LeJet would be and a huge gap where Acosta would be to him, so there just aren't these tight connections. Uh, and again, it's it's good that Canada weren't very good. And, and this is the other bit of the five three two. 2 So even when Buzio gets beat there, it's like, okay, well, now Canada runs into our line of five, and this is where our five three two 2 held on and, and got us our clean sheet uh, because Canada weren't very good at breaking that down. They initiated a lot of good attacks to look at that five-man back line— uh, by just sort of splitting our foosball style uh, three man midfield, yeah. Um, but then they couldn't they couldn't do anything against our five man foosball line of defenders.
0: Yeah, the uh, five's always harder to break down in foosball than the three. <laughs> um, maybe I there was a bit of a penalty shout on Donovan Pines on a, a dangerous Canada counterattack. Uh, Buchanan pushes the ball to Lorea out wide. And he goes down easily, I think on the replay it doesn't look like it doesn't look like a penalty to me. I know you're going to say that.
1: <laughs> no, I'm going to say Canada's doing the right thing here where after a couple of really close shouts or or very controversial ones, you give the referee as many chances as possible to to make make things right. <laughs> yeah
0: in the ranking of penalties that could have been a penalty i th- I think Sanz is probably number one, then Zimmerman then pines.
1: But there is That's that funny. cumul. There's often a cumulative effect on the referee where the the more there are, the the less of a penalty it needs to be to That's blow true. the whistle.
0: Yeah. So fifty first minute, good defending from Miles Robinson out running Buchanan down the right side. I just thought that was good to see. You know, Buchanan Buchanan would have like absolutely cooked John Brooks in that situation. <laughs> or Tim Ream. Or Tim Ream. Or maybe even Matt Miazga. Uh, so it's good to see Miles. You know he's, he's positioned well, and he has the he has the physical tools to stay out in front of that. Fifty uh, fifth minute, a good Bucio ball down the channel for Zardis, and Zardis gets it gets to it at the end line and crosses it just over DK's head. Nobody else is anywhere near the box, so it's uh, not much of a chance ultimately. Ninety degrees and humid. I don't know. I don't know what the, <laughs> what the temperature was. These cornfields are just pumping out the moisture. <laughs> Fifty-eighth minute, Cannon comes on for Moore, who is did look pretty tired. And I did not think Reggie Cannon was an improvement. Um, I, i you know, call me a prisoner of the moment if you want, but I'm going to say Moore has leaped Cannon in the depth chart at right back.
1: <laughs> I, I'll still put them in some kind of a, a cloud uh, okay. of no one having an upper hand. Um, but it is notable that uh, Shaq Moore has been subbed in all three games. So assuming that. I'm not assuming that there's like a strict minutes restriction on him. I think he came out in like the 75th minute against Haiti, and then the 60th minute against both Martinique and Canada. Um, but they're definitely they definitely seem to be mindful that he's not a 90 minute player at the moment. Because I don't think I don't think these are tactical substitutions. I know people were saying they wanted to shore up uh, and help Donovan Pines out, but I don't know that Cannon's marginal defensive improvement is worth using a substitute on.
0: I'm not even sure it is a defensive. <laughs> I guess that's what I'd contribution. Say. <laughs> Um another bad pines giveaway and a desperate tackle. I mean he does do pretty well to to cover over his own mistakes sometimes, but the mistakes there're too many mistakes. He was, he was Anthony Robinsonesque in his uh <laughs> is, in, no. his, in his in, in possession. Yes, he was. I, I, well, I I was
1: going to say there's nowhere Anthony Robinson makes makes This is this is a situation where um, pine seemed to be a bit of a roster filler from the start Yeah, uh, that's true. with, with very little, it seemed like there was, there wasn't a real intention to use him that much. I thought it was like he got his minutes against Martinique and against Martinique still looked pretty shaky. Uh, while we're up six, six, one. Um, but now with going to a back three, one injury puts him in the, in the, on the field. And, uh, I don't, I don't think we were wanting to go this route, but, uh,
0: here we are. A uh, good ball from Robinson wide to Vines. I mean, not an amazing ball, but just a good, firm, chest-high ball to Vines, and Vines plays it in to Zardes, uh, who collects it at the end line, and then back out to Vines, and Vines is fouled. We get a set-piece. The set-piece is hit by Legette. It's too close to the keeper, even though DK was right there to nod it in. I don't know why Buccio was taken off of set-pieces for this game. That's like his best quality right now and and Legette's the guy. We go back to LeJet, who's I think his set pieces have been pedestrian for the most part in this tournament.
1: Uh, even going back to Nations League, they they weren't great. So what like what are we doing? GGG? Uh, I don't know, but it's it's going to make it I mean if that's if that's how Berhalter rates it, then it will make it a little bit even harder for Buzio to stay on the field because again, that's that's something where if if that, if he's not offering you that, then it's one less thing to uh to justify his place.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it's just, I guess I'm just i more take issue with him not being given the responsibility <laughs> in this game. He's better at hitting set pieces than legit. I don't think there's that, that much debate about it. Then we have um in the sixty fourth minute that moment where Bucio got worked by Piet. You've seen the clip, we talked about it earlier. I'll just add, even though okay, maybe he's he's hoping for help defense, still soft as F, you know. <laughs> that is not acceptable. And it's uh it's it's just not gonna work. It's not going to work. No thanks. Sixty-fifth <laughs> minute, Cannon miss on a good cross from Vines. A very good chance, uh, and he misses very badly. Bounces off of Busio. Would have been hilarious if Busio got a goal from that.
1: Uh, one of the one of the stats we got said that Cannon wasn't credited with a shot on that, so they didn't they didn't rank. I wonder if he was if it was a pass completed on his radar.
0: <laughs> He's it pass completed in the box? The yeah. G pl- the G plus on that's off the charts, right? Um, more danger from. Okay, I'm just gonna read these next few ones: sixty-seven, sixty-seven, seventy-one, seventy-four, uh, seventy-five and seventy-six. Uh, danger from Canada. Acosta foul in zone fourteen. Can't get out of our half. Long water break. Yule for Bucio, <laughs> Rolled on for Acosta. Hoppy for Zardis. These subs were long overdue. Um, any thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> No, I
1: was laughing before when you're going through these and like one of the highlights was like a nice firm pass from Sam Vines to, to another teammate. <laughs>
0: yeah. Robinson Divines Robinson Divines. Uh,
1: I think I think the Yule sub still doesn't make any sense. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that helped us do. He doesn't settle the game down. He, I mean, he's he at this point is uh, like hears footsteps in his head so loud that he is he has that like frenetic energy about him. Every time he gets the ball in the middle of the field, like, oh, man, someone's coming. Someone's coming. I got to I gotta move it. I got to move it. And I think he still managed to, like, have it taken off his foot, like, almost his very first involvement. Uh, so I, it doesn't seem like he's going to help you calm the game down. Um, could have been a chance for an Eric Williamson to come in and see if he can do that job. Uh, because, again, it's, it's still more like an eight with, with when you have James Sands behind you. So it's not like it's a pure six role at that point. Yeah. Yeah, you. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand you. Don't <laughs> I think he's up to nine hundred twenty minutes uh, at this point. Unreal.
0: Just, just going to keep that running total Unbelievable. going. Unbelievable. And um, we didn't get to see Williamson in this game. And maybe you know maybe there's a calculation made that Williamson is just a little too casual on the ball. We mentioned that after the Martinique game, but boy, we need right. some we needed some attacking v- vibrance vibrancy in this game.
1: And and not because we needed a goal, but just because you can't, you normally, it's not a good idea to just let the other team sit on top of you for 60 minutes. Yeah, which is what we did.
0: So 76 minute, uh, more danger from Tajon Buchanan, cross whips through, but nobody gets to it uh, at the back post. 79th minute, he curls one just wide. This could have, this was a very close to being a goal. He's iso- isolated wide left with on after Canada is just parked in our attacking third for a long time. And he curls it just wide, uh, nearly goes in. Can we say Roldan kinda had
1: his some real struggle moments here? Yes, we, <laughs> we can. In. Uh because again, the, the the cliche is that like, oh well we just need to add some experience, some veteran guile, uh to calm things down. But to to think that like players who don't have a ton of talent just immediately because they've been around for a while will calm things down isn't necessarily the case. Uh so uh again I don't. I don't know if uh, if that is going to get rolled on any more minutes as we go into the knockouts. Despite the fact that he's nominally, or not even nominally, but one of the only guys left who can play uh, in that half space. If we if we resort, go back to having half space players.
0: Yeah. Anybody's guess on that front.
1: They're not even. I can't even call them merchants anymore. These are just half space occupiers.
0: <laughs> half, half space uh, shelf stockers. <laughs> the eighty first minute is Hoppy takes the ball from Tyler Pasher. This is the last good minute moment I have in the game from us. takes the ball from Tyler Pasher in our half and gets out of our our own half nicely by dribbling past him and then draws a foul and I swear it that was like a drink of cold water in the middle of the Sahara desert to see something like that because we just weren't doing anything positive at this point in the game.
1: Right and again it's 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 a damning by faint praise because it was good it was a good ni- a nice little move for Hoppy but at no point was it like oh now that he's beat these guys we've got a real attack on like it was always just like how long will he be able to dribble through this in this like dead end until he draws a foul
0: yeah people in the discord are like try hoppy at the nine he's like definitely a, a lock starter for the rest of the for the rest of the tournament i'm like i don't know man he did like one good thing maybe two by comparison to everybody else he looked he looked he looked good, but yeah, I, 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 I'm not quite as you know high on him as I think a lot of other people who are near and dear to us may be.
1: Well, it's it's almost just like a default thing, right? Uh, before we knew the Concacaf reinforcements were on the way, uh, it was very much just going to be like I don't know, no one, no one could really look that bad compared to what we just saw.
0: Yeah, and that a good reminder that the Concacaf reinforcements segment is both. <laughs> It's on the way in this episode. The reinforcements are on their way in reality. So don't, don't leave us. Don't leave us. <laughs> What'd you say?
1: I said, presumably, I don't, yeah. I don't know how yeah. that, how it works. It says they have to be uh, like determined seriously ill by a CONCACAF medical community or com- <laughs> medical physician. I don't know. Yeah. Medical committee. I think it is. is you what need it is. a doctor's note from <laughs>
0: CONCACAF. So, the last thing I'll mention is DK was hurt before that hoppy moment. He came down hard on his shoulder in what looked to me like a theatrical flop after getting hit in the face. And we got a long break because of it. And maybe DK got hurt because of it. I don't, we haven't heard anything, but it looked like his shoulder was uh, bothering him. And um, that just, I think, goes back to him just kind of falling down a little easy in my eyes. Bottom line for me is nobody comes out of this looking good except Vines and Sands and Robinson and i want to say if you don't mind i want to say something about sans uh he does i think he works obviously in the back three it seems he will work as a second six behind adams and maybe like you like you were talking about earlier there's a wrinkle where he we kind of do both you know um in the same game sans sans has the seems to have the ability to do both he's a He's a tough, intelligent defender, and it turns out a pretty brave line-breaking passer, at least in these last two games. So the funny thing is burhalter brought him into this tournament. We don't know for sure, but perhaps as a as like a last resort when CCV and was it EPB both turned down call-ups reportedly? That's,
1: that's the report, but we don't know if they turned down call-ups simultaneously. So uh, order of events is important here because if CCV was the fourth fullback and he turned it down uh then EPB could have been CCV's backup and turned it down rather than rather than Sands being the odd man out and benefiting from those from those uh rejected offers
0: well and then and then Berhalter went out of his way in the press conference where he was talking about the roster to to single out James Sands as someone that's really has no experience internationally and like you know like just to lower expectations about him and Vine, Pines both you know as if they're the same level of player and um that this is his first these are his first caps with the national team under berhalter and he's been i think very clearly the standout player of the tournament for us <laughs> so so it's possible it's possible he was the third center back all along i don't think so though and we just have to acknowledge that it's possible
1: never mentioned as a 6 and i still don't know if he'll be used as a 6 uh I mean, more than he already was. I mean, you could say he he was used as a six in that game because of our, you know, blended roles. Um, But it was all he was talked about when Berhalter specifically talked about guys who could play the six and he name checked five guys. Uh, James Sands was not one of them.
0: Yeah. It's really uh, it's a very discouraging commentary, I think, on Berhalter's talent assessment. It's a real problem, man. It's a real problem. Like that vine. Would you say 920 minutes for vines now? I mean, not vines for for you. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and, and again, you know, S- Sands was injured uh, at the end of the MLS season. Like, he broke his foot, so he missed like three months. So uh, that December camp where it was all MLS guys, he might not have been fit. I think he was fit for January camp, but he didn't. He wasn't called in, and it might have been just like too soon. Maybe New York City wouldn't want him to go. Uh, I think that we heard that that was sort of the reason then that he wasn't part of the Olympic group was because he couldn't be at those camps. So. We wouldn't Mm. want to bring him in and mess up the extraordinary chemistry that our guys showed in Guadalajara. So it's Mm. just this issue of uh, the the idea would be where would he have fit in in a call up? Um, But yeah, it just doesn't seem like he was there was ever any urgent uh, attempt to get him in groups.
0: Yeah, because I think that's bad. I think that's a pretty bad thing, and it's a and it's a bad it's a mark against Berhalter that we have been so we have given Jackson Ewell so many chances. And it's not. To, this is not to pick on Jackson Ewell. If I'm Jackson Ewell, I'm taking every call up I get. I'm gonna go oh, out yeah, and do my best. It's like he's doing. He's doing what he can. But the, the, at a certain point, it's it's on burhalter You got to try out more people. Sands is Sands is clearly a decent candidate at minimum for that job, that second six. And uh, and and then and now we're seeing that it's like it could. We've sort of fallen into this realization that it could work as a sort of a hybrid, like a like the 3 at the back slash 443 they can it can it can be both in the same game at different points in the game and Sans seems to have the intelligence to figure out when to go and when not to go. So that's awesome. That's a really positive thing underscored by a really negative thing that Berhal- <laughs> Berhalter just kind of like backed his way into it.
1: Uh and just going back to that 433, three, you know, five man back line or even if you just want to call it a, in possession and not worry about the defensive shape, but just the the fact that Sands can float between the back line and stepping up ahead of the center backs. A- Tyler Adams did that uh, against Panama in that friendly window where he played uh, two games finally back in November um, against Northern Iron- or I'm sorry, against Wales. He very much sat in front of the uh, two center backs, but then against Panama, there were times where he would drop on in, in their line uh, and play that deep depending on how Panama were pressuring. So, so Sands and Adams in that regard um, I think could com- comfortably do either. Ewell can like drop back into those that center back line, of course. Anyone can drop into that line and just distribute with all the time they get back there. The issue is he's never a threat to then like burst forward and put any pressure on the midfield line once he gets the ball in that space. And that was th- that's the huge difference we saw with Sands and to some extent Buzio as well in Buzio's minutes and to to at least put some level of uh stress on the next line of pressure. Yeah
0: and I was surprised at how how much Sans did that step by a guy with the ball or you know play a pass in into, into a tight window he did that a lot and both last both last night and against Martinique no big issue with Busio for me in possession it's just the de- defensive his defensive softness is a non-starter at this point We've I got- I,
1: don't, I don't I don't love I don't love his, uh, his I mean I haven't but I still wish he would have been put in a slightly better situation than he was put in yesterday.
0: Okay, I mean, yeah, but just, so just but for my, everybody, all the Bucios, all the Bucio boys listening to the podcast, let it be noted, Greg is Greg is saying he's not; it's not a non-starter for him. It is a non-starter for me. So bring your criticism to me. I want, I want in our next game. I want the priority to
1: be Sands as the as a 6 whether that's his hybrid 6 role or the, like a pure 6 with two center backs behind him uh I want the minutes now to go to Sands for a while
0: yeah same so we can <laughs> agree on that uh, I also thought uh, one more posit- two more positives I thought Sam Vines was very good defensively in this game he is still a bit uh tentative in possession I think that's been a trend basically since Olympic qualifying like he doesn't he doesn't push the game forward there were chance, he had. I noticed one chance in the first half where he he gets the ball on the left wing. He could play it to Busio, who's kind of making a diagonal run into out, and he doesn't. He just steps on the ball, turns, and plays it back to Miles Robinson. That maybe that's because of the the shape we were in. I think it's also a bit of a dispositional thing with vines. He's not a very he's not very inventive in the buildup, but he can put it in good cross and uh, he put, he played good defense last night. So credit to him any any rebuttals on vines
1: no i i kind of assume the the rest of the minutes are vines's barring uh barring catastrophe for him yeah vines's
0: no that's right as someone with a mm-hmm. z at the end of his name you gotta have that you gotta have two of them uh miles robinson also very solid as a defender and i think he's shown he's a he's a reliable option at center back in world cup qualifying, even if he's also pretty tentative in possession. Should we move on to the fun thing? (laughs) Yeah. We get to let our imaginations run here. So this is Greg's idea. Do a roster mulligan and just pick, make any changes we want to make right now from the, um, from the 60 man roster. So pull in anybody from the 60 man roster and replace anybody on the current roster right now, if you could do that, what would you do?
1: Well, so here's what here's what we kind of have: Zimmerman potentially hurt, Ariola potentially hurt, Cannon potentially hurt with like legitimate injuries. There's there's like running jokes of we're gonna feign some ankle knocks or some COVID exposure for for some guys we'd like to replace. Um DK, so those three DK
0: potentially hurt too, right? Or is that yeah? DKs,
1: I mean maybe I, I don't know.
0: So let's do that. Let's do the realistic ones first: Zimmerman, uh, Ariola, DK, and who was the other one?
1: Cannon, Cannon. Yeah. Even though Cannon came in and played, I mean, there's still there might be some doubts about his his ability to play extended minutes.
0: Yeah, you might just have to slip a twenty to the medical committee, and you can get a <laughs> you can get approval. So for the real, let's do the realistic ones first. If you could replace those four, which is possible apparently.
1: What would you do? So so let's start with Zimmerman uh, because that's, I think there's a lot of knock ons there for our formations. Um, But they have to come from the provisional roster, so your only center back choices if you're doing like-for-like are Che, CCV, EPB, uh, Kessler, or Trusty.
0: Yeah, I guess to be super realistic about it, CCV's not coming, right? Uh, I assume not. So let's say Kessler. I'll say Kessler.
1: You're going really safe, huh? I'm disappointed in you. (laughs) Uh... I, I'm taking Che just because I want to see him play as a right center back in a three-man back line, and then we still have uh, Pines as our very like insurance option, like he kind of is,
0: like he was brought to be. No complaints from me, although you know <laughs> it doesn't seem likely. <laughs> and then for
1: Ariola, who would you bring in? Uh, so for Paul Ariola, I'm bringing I'm bringing Paxton Pomacall. Yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> I want a half space merchant. Uh calls looked looked really good for Dallas last week uh, Not exceptional but just very much like oh this kind of style of player and this energy and this uh, uh, on both sides of the ball in the press and in the tackle and uh, in possession and in transition I'm like oh this this would help us so much um, When comparing him to what Jonathan Lewis was bringing and I know again, that's an exceedingly low bar at the moment uh, But that's that's who I'd want to see
0: Okay for cannon I'll bring Arajo <laughs> for the banter. Yeah, just to just to see what happens. <laughs> that's what I've got too. <laughs> okay, and then oh for DK, right. I'll say Pepe.
1: Same, same, same. Uh, I mean that is that's if we have if we're gonna go full Mulligan. If we're not going full Mulligan, then I'm not doing like for like for DK. Uh, we'll give those minutes to one of Hoppy or Zardes or Joe and I'm bringing another half space merchant because. We need those. So I'd bring Clark or I'll, I'll just say I'm actually going to say Ferreira because that's my guy. So uh, we'll run Pamukkaw and Ferreira underneath a striker.
0: OK, I mean, I would not I would not be mad about that. All right. So let's do the fantasy version where we can just replace anybody we want on the roster with anybody right. we want. And without regard for what Brault might do, <laughs> let's start.
1: In, well, not anyone we want. They still have to be on the provisional. Yeah, uh, let's start in the back. I'm, Cause I'm starting all the way with goalkeepers and we're dropping Guzan. And once again, for for a little bit more banter, uh, Ochoa is coming in.
0: Okay. I love it. But are you sure Ochoa is on the preliminary roster?
1: Oh my days. No, you're correct. He's not. Okay. So uh, scratch that oh, caught by my Greg own in the rules. Mud.
0: All right. Leave Guzan on. <laughs> all right. Defenders. Um, I'll, I'll take, uh, I'll take Shay or CCV for pines. Um, if, if, you know, if, if we're replacing Zimmerman as well, if he does need to be replaced, uh, then I, let's bring both of them. Shea and sure. CCV forget I'm, about, I'm... forget about Henry Kessler when we're in fantasy land.
1: <laughs> that's, that's the thing. I, I do have Henry Kessler, Kessler and Jer. So I have him in, uh, because I'm even in my imagination, I'm still respecting CCV's wishes to stay in Europe, to get ready for the preseason. Okay. Fair enough. With With Spurs. I think he's playing games for Spurs at the moment.
0: I'll take Paredes for,
1: for Bello uh, at left back. I've got that too. Just, just And Bello hasn't been – he wasn't atrocious or anything, um, but mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to start anymore. All right, I get it. But I don't think he's going to start any more games, and he already got a couple weeks with the team, so now I'm just going to alternate. So this isn't necessarily based purely on play, but just like, all right, well, now we have a chance to do this mulligan. Let's get Paredes some minutes yep. or some looks.
0: Uh, also a for Cannon in the fantasy land. Yeah. Um, I same. I've seen I've seen enough Cannon. To, no, no, I'm not saying like throw throw him out with the bathwater or anything. Just if we know what Cannon's about. Let's let's uh I think more is better right now. Let's bring in Araujo.
1: Yeah, and mine's actually like cuz I'd love to have dropped Cannon, not love to drop him because I want to drop him, but same thing because he's a little bit injured and picked someone in for a different position, but with Moore's uh inability to go 90, I still again, I want to keep this pretty realistic. Uh so we are going to <laughs> Raho.
0: Okay. Um, and I'm taking, uh, I'm dropping Busio and bringing Nyman, dropping Ewell and bringing uh, Bassett.
1: Okay, I see it. I'm, I'm dropping, I'm keeping Busio. Uh, he can back up Sands for that six roll, um, knowing that we also have Acosta and Williamson there. But I'm just dropping Ewell and I'll add later uh, higher up the field. With those five, if we've got five midfielders between Williamson, Acosta, Sands, LeJet, and Busio, we have the number six covered one way or the other.
0: Okay. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll take Pomacall for Lewis. Um, Cowell for Joe Achini. I mean, I guess it could be Clark. I think Cowell probably would have more impact in this tournament um, just because he's just some ferocious. And then uh, Pepe for Zardes. Yeah, I'm dropping Lewis,
1: Nico, and Zardas as well, and I've already dropped Yule, so I'm, I've got Pomacall and Ferrer starting with Cowell and Clark underneath them. <laughs> okay. Backing him up, backing him up. That would be fun. It's not going to happen, though. Yeah, probably not. And then, and then I do have Pepe up there, so uh, that was my extra man for Yule. So I've got Pepe, DK, and Hoppe as my as my striker choices.
0: Big picture, we are we are fine. You know, we're we're moving into the knockout rounds with three straight wins, and uh, you know, a week to sort of get things sorted out in camp. We play either Costa Rica or Jamaica, and um, it's going to be Jamaica if they beat Costa Rica. Otherwise, a draw or a loss for Jamaica means we face Costa Rica. Uh, anything else? Uh, the re- the reinforcements are going
1: to be a big deal, and it could it could definitely be a chance for Berhalter to save a little bit of face because again, uh, we were in trouble here between pines Yule, and lewis we had three guys who i definitely would not want to rely on uh in in a game and it's tough to really make a workable formation uh not using those guys i mean you could you could do it but we're getting we're getting real thin we're getting into Roldan and legit as your half space guys you know it's 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 not ideal but it's about might... as bad
0: as it could be after winning the group
1: <laughs> like the chrysian the chrysian outcome is definitely what played out
0: uh but we've, but we we get a reprieve here with the roster at least. Well, your move, Greg Berhalter. We'll see. I, I hate that I always have to put his last name on there because it made, it feels like I'm talking to you. But um, yeah, your move. We'll see what he does in the in the coming days about the roster. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you. <laughs>